Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio production. Powered by blue? What? Um, yeah. No. Maybe. That might be it. Like, it's only been like two days since we talked, but I feel like a lot has happened. Uh, a lot has happened. Yeah, in the yeah. past two days. I mean, it's you know, uh, I don't know. The times they are at times. Yeah. Um, I got the. Well, tomorrow is going to be our last like last big delivery, and then the house is just done. Like we have no That's more, awesome. no more big things to buy. Like little things here and there. Like I need a ladder sure. so I can install my smoke detectors, my my new ones. We have smoke detectors. Don't worry. Like, right. I will. <laughs> we we are up to coat, but I I bought new ones to go with my whole uh, nest setup. Um, right. So it goes. Your house is currently on fire. Yes. Please vacate the premise immediately. <laughs> Please get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bitch, why yeah, so are like, you running? <laughs> I ate little things like that, but like the last yeah, yeah. big thing is going to be the the kitchen island that we got, and then sometime down the road, I think we're going to get like a nice new uh, like four seater kitchen table. But for now, the like two top that we have is kind of perfect since no one's coming over for dinner anytime soon. Right, right. Guess who's coming to dinner? No yeah, one. Yeah, nobody. Uh, the whole point <laughs> of this story is uh, the last. Uh, big uh, thing for the the living room showed up today. I surprised Dylan. I went ahead and got the the media console that goes with those shelves hey. that I bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll share with you a photo uh, later so you can see. Um, but got this the whole like one wall of cohesiveness. It's very very nice. Uh, the table we might eventually get will be the the same brand. It's Floyd. They're out of Detroit. It's oh. you know made made in America. Detroit. Uh, it's pretty cool. That is uh, that is actually pretty cool. Really high quality stuff. For the most part, very easy to assemble, like very, very intuitive. Uh, this 
Uh, the the media console I got is like an expansion unit for the shelves, so it all like connects together. That was a tremendous pain in the ass. It took me like a couple hours of, of fighting and yelling and swearing and throwing things. Uh, sure. So I definitely don't recommend getting that like after the fact for anyone who gets like the shelves to begin with. Like get it all, <laughs> like do it all in one day and be do done it in with one it. One shot, yeah. Cause holy hell, but like it looks nice. So, yeah, this episode is not sponsored by Floyd Home out of Detroit, but it could be. But it could be, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the important thing to realize. Uh, this show currently is uh, only sponsored by other Night Shift Radio uh, shows. And that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host Michael Fight, and I am Caleb. Uh, oh, I had something for this. Oh, the intern. I don't know. Intern Academy. <laughs> intern Academy. No, that doesn't Nailed work. It, I'm Caleb. Hi. You got that one really good. You did good. <laughs> Wind it up. <laughs> yeah, and as you as you may uh, uh, notice and heard, we are uh, we are watching. Uh, we have watched the movie uh, White Coats, um, um, also, also known, known as, as Intern Academy. Which yeah, I, you know, I, I thought I could I thought I could pluck something from that, but I, uh, I, I took it too far. Yeah, so Intern Academy was life. its <laughs> Intern Academy was its original title, uh, but White Coats is what made it uh, to film. Um, it is uh, White Coats is what the title comes up uh, on uh, in in the movie itself. It is spelled correctly, so one up on Christmas <laughs> Twister already, who also had an alternate name. So there's oh. we already know where, what's up. Christmas Twister. The Christum's Twister Miracle. It's a um, Christum's Miracle. So this is a Canadian film, uh, and I'm going to go go ahead and just say it right out the bat. This is a direct ripoff of the show Scrubs. Like, exactly. I have never seen Scrubs. Uh, I, think, I think I've been vocal about my feelings about Zach Braff. Sure. Uh, he annoys the shit out of me. Sorry, Zach. I know you're listening, and I know that you're a I big know. fan. It's, but, like, sorry, man. I, I can't reciprocate. I'm sorry. Although yeah. there was, I can't remember what it was, but like a, a couple of years ago, I heard him on something. I don't know if it was like a uh, a radio interview or like something, some project that he was a part of or something. And it like, and it like started to redeem him in my eyes. I'm like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want a feel good story about Zach Braff. <laughs> I want to, I want to keep hating him. Um, <laughs> but that said, I, I guess I've kind of let that grudge go. It's fine. Yeah, but I still won't yeah. watch Scrubs. And yeah, fuck you, you know, for, I, for, for saying so. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, I I absolutely love the show Scrubs, but I'll be I, honest, I have not liked other things Zach Braff has been in. Um, like Garden State's okay. Um, no, I think no. it's I think it's way overhyped than of what it actually. I mean, it's a it's a good movie, but it's the hype, like the the uh, love people have for it. I'm like, I mean, it's not that good. I mean, like, the soundtrack was the good. best thing about it. Let's be real, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. <laughs> and then he, he's been in a couple other movies, and every other movie I've seen him in, I'm like, no, like, not for me. That's that's not the one. And uh, and yeah, and he, he had a TV series for a while after Scrubs, and I don't think it lasted longer than maybe a season or two. Uh, but also, I think I watched like an episode, and I was like, no, man, like, you did your thing, and this is it. This is it for me. Like, <laughs> y- y- you did your thing, and then you're done. 
Um, whereas like Sarah Chalk, who uh, started on Roseanne, she was uh, uh, Becky on Roseanne, and then she, eventually she was Dr. Reed. Was she uh, Becky in, 1 or Becky 2? She was Becky 1, and okay. then came back as Becky 1 again. After Becky 2 <laughs> left, she came back as Becky 1. It's very um, confusing. It's very confusing. But then she was, uh, she was Dr. Reed, Dr. Elliot Reed on uh, Scrubs, and then now um, she plays uh, Beth, uh, in Rick and Morty. So, and I'm fine with that. She's yeah. done some good stuff. I've seen her in some other things. Uh, she did good. I'm down. Donald Faison will always uh, um, be Murray uh, from <laughs> Clueless for me. Like, that's it. And uh, who else is in that show that matters? Nobody. I'm sure a lot of other people matter, but it doesn't matter. I'll give Zach Braff credit for for one thing. His appearance sure. in BoJack Horseman as famous actor Zach Braff. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. That reminds me of uh, there was a show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three, and it was mm-hmm. you know bitch, but it was you know uh, starred out. That's, and uh, uh, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, Kristen Ritter, yes, Kristen Ritter, yeah, and she's Kristen hilarious in it. Kristen yeah, Nitter. Kristen the Knitter, yeah. Um, but, uh, 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 James Vanderbeek is in that show and he plays <laughs> yeah, he James Vanderbeek, but he <laughs> plays him as like, I'm James Vanderbeek and it's hilarious <laughs> and he's so, so funny. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous and you have to, you absolutely have to watch that show. I think it's, uh, uh, don't trust to be in, in apartment 23, I think was ahead of its time in terms of comedy. I think if that show were to come out right now, everybody would lose their mind about it because it, the comedy like lines up with like how the world works right now. I think the story would work really well now. I, like, I think people would appreciate the meta humor of James Vanderbeek and everything. I want to watch it mostly just because of James Vanderbeek as James Vanderbeek. As James Vanderbeek. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's spectacular. I always, yeah. I do appreciate uh, actors who will take a role like that. That's very like tongue in cheek, poking fun at themselves. Yeah, I mean, they they do really good. Now, speaking of actors that, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, are doing things that you're like, what? Dan Aykroyd is in this movie. Yeah. As is Dave Foley. Um, it is a Canadian film, so, you know, we'll give him that. I don't know if Dan Aykroyd's Canadian, but I feel like maybe he's Canadian. I know Dave uh, Foley's Canadian. I thought Dan I- Aykroyd might be Canadian. Yeah, I think he, he is. he's born in Ottawa. Yeah. 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 Well, and this is uh was it written and directed? Yeah, written and directed by Dave Thomas. By uh, Dave not Thomas. of Wendy's fame. No. Um, but yeah. very much of uh you know mostly from Dan Aykroyd films fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was the uh I you know, it's it kind of sucks, but I always forget the name of the thing him and Rick Moranis did. Um, like what they were famous for, like the brothers. Um oh. Yeah, brother Ian Thomas and uh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't it was, know. It was in Conan. Oh, the McKenzie brothers. Yeah, the yeah. McKenzie brothers. Yeah, and uh, uh, also in uh, Strange Brew. So he's yep. He's better. Yeah. This dude's better. I'm like, you know this guy, and like, it was which great again, to see like, him. his stuff is really good, and it's very unfortunate because this uh, movie. Normally, we save our, our things for the end. This movie sucked. It was, you know, it was almost good. It was almost good, but like the majority of it was not funny. No, I don't think I laughed out loud at anything. Um, also, there were a few things that I was like, 
this is kind of offensive. Like it was even extreme. for 2004, <laughs> like I was like this like this isn't even like oh, you're risque humor. I was like this is just straight up bad. Like this is not acceptable. It was also hard to tell, like, how much of it was like, ha look at us taking risks, and how much of it was like, we're going to present to you, like, these archetypes of the, the worst of humanity, uh, and we're making fun of them, and we hope that you get the joke with us. Uh, it was hard to tell, like, which road they were taking. And yeah, that's, it, that's a problem to me, because, like, do it one way or the other, and commit to it, and, like, make it clear what you're going for, because if I can't tell... If you're like riffing on versus you actually think this is funny, then it's not funny. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, we we've talked about many times before where, you know, there's there's the idea of like risque humor or, you know, uh, uh that kind of humor that's just like it's thoughtful and intelligent and it makes you laugh because you're like, aha, you're, you know, poking fun at something that's, you know kind of controversial but you're doing it in a really smart way you know um a a perfect example of a person who does this is like john mulaney is a really great example of a comedian that can do that sort of thing you know like back in the day richard pryor was a person that could do that sort of thing and he did it in a really smart way that wasn't just like white people am i right and everyone's (laughs) like you you're right they do that thing you know like he he did very smart jokes um but there were a few jokes in this that you know on top of like you know, a racist element or like maybe a sexist element or maybe even a classist element that was kind of like, that was just kind of a very obvious low bar joke. Like it's not even a good one. It's like and too obvious. Where I like, I almost want to give them the benefit of the doubt for like trying to do it as like a social commentary sort of thing. Uh, is there's like, like the slightest bit of an effort on like the one black character in the entire movie to point out uh, white privilege, uh, sure. specifically like how much harder he had to work to get to like, even this point of being like an intern and like even keel with all the others. And like one of the, the other interns tries to point that out like, Oh, you know, we all worked hard to be here. He's like, yeah, but like some of us had it harder to get to here. And I did appreciate that point that they made, but it was such a, like a, like a drop in the pan and like done. Well, it was like, dismissed at that. Yeah. Like, he, he even was like, well, because you're black? And he was like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, literally I'm, that. I'm a black doctor, man. Like, <laughs> yes. This is, like, they could have gone in and be like, yes, this is actually really hard, you know? Um, and, you know, that's something that, like, uh, I, you know, I will admit. So, like, you know, in Scrubs, it's Zach Braff and Donald Faison, um, uh, Kirk, uh, Turk, and JD. And uh, um, conversely, though, it's, JD and Turk, um, in that order. Uh, but they, they don't ever really go into the detail of, of the race that much in the show. Mm -hmm. Like everyone, you know, like, you know, it's kind of brought up here and there, but they never like really dive into it and do a serious thing. Again, Scrubs is more of a lighthearted comedy with a few, you know, touching moments, uh, dropped in, but it very much was described, you know, is a comedy, uh, uh, series. Um, but this one, like, it was pretty crazy. Like they, they definitely did a few things with, uh, um, like poking fun at, at Asian and Chinese, um, Mm -hmm. to the Christine Lee character, which more specifically is, uh, from the Philippines, not from China. Yeah. Um, so, well, and okay. What was his name? The, uh, Uh, the Matt Frewer, uh, Matt Frewer, who like usually to me is a very funny person. Um, the the always guy. Yeah. Yeah, he he like teaches them in the 
um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on like the, the, you know, a pathology. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't tell me why am I thanking you? Uh, he teaches them pathology and basically like, uh, has them cutting up cadavers and, and studying right. them and whatnot. Uh, I usually find him to be a, a funny man or at least like yeah. a, a thoughtful actor. And in this part, he just has the shittiest dialogue. Oh, he's And terrible. like everything out of his mouth is either like racist or sexist or just like, look at me, I'm a goofy guy. And I'm like, no, right. dude. Like I always picture him and I, I can never remember what it was. I, I think I found it once a long time ago. Uh, but I remember him from a TV show way back in like the, the 90s or even maybe late 80s. Uh, and he was the, uh, the father uh, and – his son borrowed a car and like accidentally like crashed it like through the the fence or something like that. Basically, like got into an accident with it, and like the the father was like super super protective of the car. And the kid like comes to try to tell him like, Dad, some something happened with the car. He's like, You didn't use an abrasive cleanser on it, did you? <laughs> In my mind, that's that's one of those lines that, that sh- like shouts itself at like three a.m. when everything's it quiet. Just- I just hear. His voice yelling, you didn't use an abrasive cleanser. It just, <laughs> just sticks the, it, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the juxtaposition of the actual damage to the car versus like that's the worst thing that he could think of in the moment. Yeah, anyway. Shaky Ground is probably the show you're thinking of. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was really weird. So let's let's begin. So first off, this movie is available uh, streaming for free on Tubi TV as well as IMDb TV. What? Um, and, yeah, so IMDb TV, for those of you unfamiliar, if you have Amazon Prime Video, it is a channel. It's a free channel within Amazon Prime, and IMDb TV huh. it is kind of like a uh, a, a Tubi TV, but it lives, it lives as a channel inside Amazon Prime, or you can watch it um, directly via the IMDb uh, app um, on your on your phone if you have it. And if you're a weirdo like me, you have the IMDb uh, app downloaded. Just about to ask the question, and then I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of the page, and I see an Amazon company. I don't think and, I and knew that Yeah, Amazon IMDb, IMDb was bought uh, by Amazon oh, a few years ago. What is the point like some acquisitions by a company like Amazon makes sense to me, but what is the point of acquiring IMDb? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's in the same just, sense of like, um, uh, who is it? Warner Brothers that owns uh, Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Um, one of those big companies own Rotten Tomatoes. It's the same idea. It's control the whatever. I mean, but the crazy thing is, is like IMDb, outside of the fact that Amazon owns it, is is integral. Like when I, when I work in film, you don't, you don't like make a resume like a regular person. Mm -hmm. You literally just email an IMDB link. Like there's no, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean like you can, and a lot of times, you know, people do write up like, Oh, this film, but all it'll say is like this film, the director, your direct report or whatever, if you were a department head, whatever position you're in. And that's it. Like it doesn't, there's no info. Like nobody's like, Oh, I was a blah. So it'll be like, you know, uh, the Night House, production secretary, director, mm-hmm. 
you know, whatever and, you know, producer, whatever. And that's it. There's no like, these are my job duties because everyone knows what the job duties are for all the, you know, all the positions. Um, but nowadays, like, you know, now when I work on a film, um, if I'm applying to a film, uh, most of the time it, they call me, but when I'm applying to a film, all I do is I find whoever it is that I need to report to and I just email them my IMDB link and they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're in. Um, and that's it. So like IMDb has become the standard for the industry, but it's funny that it's purchased by Amazon to, you know, who probably purchased it before they were even making original movies. So, um, it's wild, weird, weird industry, man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So those, so those are the ways that you can watch, uh, this movie. It does show up as white coats. Um, but again, you will see it referred to as, uh, intern Academy as that's what, uh, what its original name was. Um, and again, this film was made in 2004. Uh, so, so I, I want to point out that yeah. this movie, do you remember the, the movie urban legends or whatever that was just all mm -hmm. about like, you know, like, Oh, have you heard this urban legend? And then it would happen to someone, and they would die. Whatever. Uh, this yeah, movie the hook is on the door, and the... It, like you mentioned, how it's it's basically like a, a total ripoff of Scrubs, but it's like Scrubs doing urban legends. Like yeah, every scenario that happens in this movie essentially is lifted from like a medical related urban legend. Yeah, and you know what's funny is even in Scrubs, uh, they they often will be like. You know, you've probably heard the story of blah. Well, it's not true. Here's what actually, ha you know, and they do a really good job of like what it really is like, you know, and in fact, a lot of uh, a lot of people have credited shows like Scrubs and Grey's, Grey's Anatomy for saying like for really portraying what it's actually like, um, you know, in, in that thing. So as an example, um, these people are interns, but they're walking around with white coats and the white coat ceremony is like a really big deal and not something that happens like when you're just walking around as an intern, um, maybe in Canada, that's how they do it. But, uh, here in America, that's not how we get our white coats. Y'all, um, we pay for them. Like everyone, let's, let's not hold the American healthcare system as a standard for anything, <laughs> for anything the standard of how not to do it. Oh, um, it stinks. <laughs> so a really interesting, uh, really interesting thing about this movie. So much like Scrubs, this movie um, does center around a group of incoming uh, interns, um, and it is voiced overed and journaled, like monologued, um, mm -hmm. by one of the uh, the main ones, um, and that is uh, Mike Bonnert. Now the really interesting uh, interesting thing about Mike Bonnert is we spend the good first half of this movie not even showing anything that he's doing because so he like doesn't do anything worthwhile <laughs> he doesn't the whole movie it's really weird like this is definitely this is definitely something that like i feel like dave thomas pitched this as a series and someone was like nah just make a movie and leave it at that when um, was scrubs out like was 2001 Okay, this so was this right would have been after. Oh, yeah, so. this is definitely after Scrubs. Yeah, this so. was, I mean, this was at the point where Scrubs was, you know, they were a third of the way through their season. They were already winning Emmys and awards, you know, yeah. for, for shows. I mean, and Scrubs was on NBC. It wasn't like it was on some rinky-dink, you know, network. Like, this was, it was a big deal. Scrubs was, you know, one of the highest rating shows of the time. Um, you know, it was like that and Will and Grace and something else. Like, it was, you know, yeah. it was very high acclaimed. So, like, making this as a movie was already a bad enough idea. Like, doing it as a series oh, yeah. would have been just a mess. Even worse. There's no, yeah, I mean, maybe no if you, whatsoever. Right. If you did it as, like, a Canadian series and just hoped that people didn't have American NBC, sure. 
Um, but making it as a movie, I mean, and and again, like it's not just like, oh, well, there's tons of shows and stories about, um, you know, interns at a hospital. Be like, yeah, but it's exact. Like it's exactly the the series like R rated mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a weird thing. So so it starts off and we meet our group of characters, and uh, the majority of them don't matter. Um, uh, in fact, they're all very boring and, and have little to no personality, or if yep. they do have a personality, uh, it completely changes halfway through the film and not because of character growth. Literally, they just act like somebody different later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Bonnard is a really great example. Uh, he starts off the movie, um, you know, being like an idiot and, you know, like failing. And then in the end of the movie, like he's confident and stuff, but it's not like a character growth because we don't see any actual character growth. All of a sudden he just turns into this person and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like it's just really weird. Just straight up a switch flip. Yeah. Like suddenly like an emergency crisis situation happens and now he's like the guy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very odd. Um, you know, and we also have, uh, so we also have Dale Dodd played by Pat Kelly. Um, we have, uh, who else? Christine Lee, who we mentioned. We have, um, mm-hmm. who is, uh, Jane McLean. We have Viva Lecoq. And I mean, his name is, is, his name is Viv Leacock, but it's Viva Lecoq. And that's amazing. I mean, did you catch that they're, uh, they, they paged, uh, at least twice throughout the movie for, for doctors by name? Uh, and one was uh, Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt, which mm, I actually mm. I went I went to school with a Mike Hunt. That was a very unfortunate name for him. Uh, ah, yeah. and there was also a uh, Doctor Harry Balls, <laughs> who oh, yeah, they said got Dr. a bit Balls. part like yep. got like a single line later on. Someone runs into him like, "Oh, sorry, Doctor uh, Doctor Balls." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, like, that's him. That's that's Harry Balls, Balls right there. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, there, there was a few instances, like the very first thing in the movie, you know, they, they start describing this hospital as like a failing hospital. It's a mm-hmm. teaching hospital. Um, again, this is literally the first episode of Scrubs, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they talk about like, you know, this is, you know, it's a teaching hospital. So interns come here and they learn how to do medicine, but in the background, all of these wacky things are going on. Like there's a, this running gag of two, um, uh, male patients who were just kind of like wandering around and their, um, you know, their, their, uh, things are on backwards or, or they're, they're on right, but their uh, gowns are open in the back and you can see their butts, Yeah, you know, they're, it, they're there for the entire movie too. Like we're led yeah. to believe that like, Weeks, if not months, pass in in time in this film, uh, and in the end, those dudes are still just walking around, high fiving each other. Yeah, high fiving each other with yeah with their gowns open. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, uh, content warning: um, this is an R rated film, uh, so there is swearing, um, there is nudity, there is um, lots of sexual references, a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, and there is a bit of blood. Although it is um, it's it's medical related, there's not like violence per se. Um, but there is, you know, blood people like you see surgery type things. You see like a bone sticking out of someone's leg. And at one point, um, a bunch of organs are thrown around like a um, fucking snowball fight. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, so content warning right off the bat. Um, those are, uh, things that, that happen throughout the movie. 
Um, but let's carry on. So, so our interns, uh, they come in, you know, we get the voiceover of like, you know, oh, this is the start of, you know, this, like we've just, uh, you know, entered the program and, uh, we meet right off the bat, um, Dave Thomas, uh, who is, uh, playing a character by the name of Dr. Omar Olson. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so again, for those of you who, uh, have watched Scrubs and not this movie, um, he is a mix between Dr. Kelso and Dr. Cox. Um, so he's very much like the in-between and he actually kind of looks like Dr. Uh, Kelso. So it's pretty interesting. No, not you. Dr. Kelso. Yeah, Dr. Kelso. How dare you? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so he, you know, right off the bat, he's walking them from room to room and and quizzing them on things. Of course, you know, most of them stumble uh, on things uh, because you know they literally just graduated. So they, they you know, they've done six years of medical school. Um, so they don't really know everything yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they, you know, they're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And, you know, one of them will get a good answer and the other one will give a wrong answer. And they say, well, I'm just failing all of you because I'm that kind of evil guy and then he does like a cool yeah he's like oh you're you're the hard ass teacher with a uh, heart of gold or something yeah. maybe <laughs> i don't know is he i don't know he kind of just I, mean the entire movie he kind of comes around in the end but like again it it it's not like a really a scene of like crisis or of should sorry it's a scene of character growth or um, any kind of like redemption story or anything, just like the crisis scene happens and like suddenly he takes everyone seriously and is nice or as nice as he gets for some reason. Yeah. Which, and, okay. uh, and of course we also have our, like our one nurse who is helping everyone out. Um, is that Sarah Calder, right? Carly Pope. Uh, yes. I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you. Yes. I got yes, lost. They called her Sarah. Characters. Yeah. So she's like the, the, you know, I've been, I've seen some things. I've been around the, the hospital block, uh, nurse who kind of takes these, uh, interns under her wing and, you know, kind of gives them the, like the motherly, uh, the tough motherly love, I suppose. Um, Sarah's so again, the, for those of you on scrubs, it's Carla. Sarah's the but blonde. Wait. Sarah's the blonde. Sarah's the blonde. The like older, who I think is probably like the charge nurse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that might be Linda Boyd. Uh, Cynthia Skies, the character name. I think. Oh, I'm trying to yeah, find dude. a good picture. Oh for yeah, reference. Cynthia Sykes. Oh Sykes, yeah, that's yeah. who it is. I can't. Yeah, read so I'm sorry. Yes, it was. Yes, it was actually uh, Linda Boyd. Um, Linda Boyd's been in a few things. She was in my uh, favorite Fast and Furious film, uh, Tokyo Drift. Um, <laughs> again, I say favorite. But like they're all really bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so for those of you who who are um, Supergirl or Supernatural fans, in Supergirl she was Eve Tessemacher, um, uh, a Tessemacher who was um, the uh, the wife of the uh, evil guy. Um, but she was also Moira in uh, Supernatural for the run of the show. So um, so there's that. She uh, was in uh, Bly Manor too. Just oh, one episode, cool. but yeah, I haven't seen that yet, and I really want to. Oh, it's very good, very, very yeah. Good. Oh, and she was also in Arrow for a, for a season called uh, by the name of Phaedra Nixon. Um, mm. but yeah, she she's done a few things, so she's uh, you know, that's another one that you're like, so why are you in this movie? Yeah, um, and who knows? Um, but we also meet uh, Mitzi. 
who was played by uh, Christine Chatelaine. Um, she was in uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights, Final Destination, Chaos Theory, The Collector. She was also in Supernatural for the run of the show. Uh, um, she was Jenny. Um, she is uh, Mrs. Chipping in Riverdale. Um, and uh, she's been in a few things. She was also in The In-Between. Uh, same thing with that. So must be the same casting agent. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so Mitzi. And then we've got our like... You know, look at me. I'm the cool guy that hits on everybody. Um, hmm. So that is uh, P, uh, Pat Kelly, who is uh, Dale Dodd. Um, uh, it doesn't matter what he was in. Um, but coincidentally, <laughs> he was in a thing called Urban Legend. Um, but anyway, so so uh, uh, Dale Dodd and Mitzi, uh, one of the two interns, they end up actually hooking up. And uh, she um, does a thing to him uh, with her mouth. She fellates him. She does, uh, indeed. And uh, later on in in the in the scene, uh, they decide they're going to do mouth swabs to to look at it under a microscope to kind of like see things. And they make a very big deal of being like, "Oh, he has a she has a sperm in her mouth. Isn't this weird? Everybody go see why. I wonder why this is the thing." And she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave." That's one of our urban legends. That's one of the urban legends. Yes, uh, that is also not a thing because um, they just don't hang out. They're like that. That's not how they work um, or how things in general work. Yeah. Nope. So before we get too far into the rest of this crap movie, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick commercial break. Before we do, uh, if you have not uh, subscribed yet, please uh, do yeah. so. And thank you. Yeah. We super appreciate it. Um, so again, if you have subscribed, you noticed that a couple of days ago for Christmas, we dropped Fat Man, uh, which was a spectacular movie. Um, so you would have noticed we dropped a bonus episode. So now would be the time to do that, to get notified of those sort of things. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, and of course, leave a rating and review if that's something you are willing to do and you're, you're into it. Um, you can also visit us on, uh, uh, yeah. Imagine how you would feel if you were listening to this now and you you hadn't subscribed and were only now finding out about Fat Man. Like, how oh, bad man. would you feel? Like, luckily, no one listening uh, has has failed to subscribe yet. So, sure, you know, they've all got it covered. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's just the type of people they are. They're they're wise like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you're so inclined, you can visit us on social media at the Nahoit Podcast, the NHOIT Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We see uh, clips and stuff like that of past and previous uh, and future episodes and all the happenings uh, that are going on. And uh, Caleb, though, we're also on the web. Uh, where would they go? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I just pulled it up to make sure it's still there. And, it, and sure enough, it is. Uh, you can visit thenahoyt.com. Uh, that'll take you right to our little slice of the the web, uh, where of course you can, uh, yeah, I mean, you can see the uh, the episodes that we've we've done recently. If you want to click to listen from there, of course. Uh, but you're already subscribed, so you don't need that. Sure, sure. Uh, but you can sure. also check out our uh, our upcoming schedule of uh, of episodes for the month, uh, which I'm gonna need to update real soon. We're at the end of December here, like Dang. January is coming up on us. Uh, but of course, we we do a little a little description of the movie, links to uh, trailers, so you can check it out, and uh, also where you can find it streaming if available. Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, all except uh, Fat Man, everything was streaming for free on Tubi this month. So, looky there, easy. 
Yeah, um, so it's super easy, man, um, to definitely check that out. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break where you can hear about uh, three of our brand new shows um, on, on the Night Shift Radio crew. We've got Shift-Alt-Q, uh, a queer-focused video game podcast. We've got Latchkey Kids, which comes out tomorrow. Yes. Um, so you should definitely check that one out, Latchkey Kids with Sarah Sweeney. Uh, and then, of course, we have Fight Jokes About Everything, uh, a new comedy podcast uh, that is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So uh, tomorrow's episode will be out, and that one will be about Wonder Woman 1984. Very cool. Uh. Um, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will finish up with, uh, what, whatever the name of this movie is, White Coats. <laughs> I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because, because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place so please join me every monday wednesday and friday for this brand new night shift radio original for more information go to nightshiftradio.com and of course subscribe wherever you get podcasts hi i'm sarah sweeney host of the new podcast latchkey kids right now we're all at home left to our own devices without any adult supervision each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Alt Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift-Alt-Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hello and welcome back. I don't know, man. This movie was forgettable at best. I I told you that I listened to the uh, the first episode of Fight jokes about everything, even though I haven't watched The Mandalorian, right? I, I told oh, you. Oh, you did? No, I think you I didn't. told you that. Yeah. yeah. I said it in Slack, but it was, it, I guess maybe it wasn't in a conversation that was directly with you. Hmm. Um, but it, I enjoyed it. It's a good show. Oh. Well done. Well done. Hey, thanks. Thanks. I in appreciate fact, uh, that. I learned something about the show that I would not have learned uh, were it not for that episode. Uh, and even though it was very much a spoiler, I actually enjoyed going down a, a further rabbit hole learning about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there was a lot of cool things. I mean, especially if you were a Clone Wars fan, Bo-Katan, man. Um, and, you know, the Boca big Raton? I mean, it's Boca Raton. Yeah. Also, it's been like <laughs> over a week, so we can talk about the fact that Luke Skywalker was... Uh, what? No, I'm just kidding. I listened. No, I know. Luke Skywalker's in it. It was fucking awesome. Um, that actually yeah, was so, pretty awesome. It was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so back to White Coats. Um, uh, I, you know, I... I have to say, and I know I've been saying it this entire episode, but I am actually even. <laughs> it was. It's one of my favorite shows. I am actually offended 
that this movie exists because it is so blatantly ripped off of the show Scrubs. Like Grey's Anatomy is is not the same plot because they they start off they're not interns when they start off they're just full on doctors and they're surgeons working in a hospital and it's, it's roughly the same idea but Grey's Anatomy is more like a drama mm-hmm. but Scrubs is you know is like that you know thirty minute comedy thing um, and it was fine that they both existed at the same time because they kind of both served different purposes even though yeah. they were roughly around the same subject um, but man this was pretty fucking straight on like yeah. they did they had the voiceover in the same group of like you know interns that roughly made out the same like uh racial makeup uh give or take like it it was pretty blatant i'm not gonna lie it's pretty blatant yeah 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 even uh like uh, duh dale duh whatever is it feels a little too much like a like a, they they wanted him very much to be JD. Yeah, um, you know, so so JD plays definitely uh, uh, more of a a Mike Bonnert. Um, he's more of like an awkward um, thing. But like when push comes to shove, I guess not even that. Like JD still is a is a smart doctor. Like that's that's the thing of the show is like he's still really good at his job. Um, you know, and Dale Dodd, like it's really odd because so the character they introduce him right off the bat and. You know, he's like, oh, I only, you know, joined medical school so I can uh, meet girls and, you know, and I met you. So wink, wink, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's like really weird because then like he's like this player and then all of a sudden he just like sticks with this one girl for the rest of the, the movie. Um, but there's no like, you know, and- why did why is he all of a sudden faithful when when for the first 20 minutes of the movie, he showed that he's not like he he was like, you know, hitting on two women at the same time and like yeah. seeing which one would go for it. Like, it was really weird. Well, he also um, goes from like in the, the very beginning of the movie, while Bonnard is like a bumbling idiot, um, Dale is more of like, you know, he he like he's not even trying. Like right. he's just he he's he's a fuck up, but he's doing it intentionally. Like he's he's trying to get a rise out of people, uh, and then like halfway through, he suddenly becomes like a serious doctor who like like clearly knows his shit. And like, where was this guy? He was just like yeah. trying to play it cool and like not ever not let everyone know what a good doctor he was and how smart he was. Like it was such a weird character shift because it just happens. Like there's no like. We, we don't get drops of the development. It literally is just all of a sudden he's this monogamous good doctor. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? What? Like, this is a movie, not like, like, this isn't a three season character arc, you know, where you can do that. Like, you literally, like, five minutes ago, we're getting a BJ from, like, some random nurse. And now you're this, like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, it was really weird. And also there was like this really weird thing where, so he, he does end up with the one girl and he buys her a Cartier watch and, yeah. you know, we, we're to understand that this is a very expensive watch and he's just a medical intern. Like he's not, I mean, like he's not a private practice doctor, like medical interns don't make a lot of money, you know, like they actually make very shit money and they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of of, uh, you know, school, uh, loans seemingly to take out. So I thought I was like, 
is there going to be because like they kept so the other thing is like the uh so dan Aykroyd is the uh is the chief of staff of uh this um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. failing hospital um so it's uh dr kip um and one of the things we learn is that he's been selling equipment uh in the hospital basically to keep it running but it's really weird because like this is this is again where the movie gets really weirdly and poorly written is because you think it's because he's just like a shysty guy who's just like, well, I'll sell money and let's make some money. But then like mm-hmm. you learn that it's just because like the cost of running a hospital is so high and like, you know, the way you know, he's like hospitals are shutting down all over the place. So you get really confused as like, well, is he doing it just to like keep the hospital open or is he doing it to like make money? It's very, very confusing. Yeah. Um, and then they drop this plot line later with with Dodd um buying this really expensive watch and they keep like saying it. I'm like, oh, maybe like Dodd's crazy wealthy and he's just gonna be like, Oh, well, I'll save the hospital. Here's ten million dollars or whatever, you know, to the for operating costs. And like it almost like it almost felt like it was going that direction. And then it was just like and then spoiler, like just randomly in the very end of, I'm talking like in the last five minutes of the movie, yeah. there's a crazy like 72 car pileup. And one of the people that gets saved by this hospital happens to be a tech billionaire. And he basically just like buys the hospital uh, yeah. for like, thanks for saving my life. And so then everything's fine. And it's really weird and comes out of nowhere. It's very fucking weird, man. It's a weird yeah. movie. Uh, I will say credit where it's due. Dan Aykroyd's character is the one character in the entire movie that doesn't have any kind of character growth whatsoever. No, uh, yeah. he he stays just as as weird and like quirky and like mostly not present uh, as ever. Yeah, I mean, he also has maybe ten minutes of screen time. Um, and, yeah, most of that yeah. is in a hot tub. Yeah, and most of that is in a hot tub, which, which I mean, Dan Aykroyd is probably, he's he's probably the best part of the movie, and again, he's maybe in 10 minutes of it, and it's actually kind of frustrating, because, like, Dan Aykroyd very much, uh, obviously, was a cameo for for Dave Thomas, for this. It, was, it was a favor, he was like, oh, sure, I'll be in your movie, you know, I'll film four scenes, and, you know, and then fuck off and take my paycheck, um, but it's very weird, uh, you know, and we get you know, we learn in the end of the movie, you know, where there's, there's this pileup and he's like, oh my God, we need more doctors. And then Dr. Kip walks out with, you know, another woman on his arm and they're like, oh, Dr. Kip, thank God you're here. Like, can you help us? And he's like, well, I'm not a real doctor. He's like, I have a doctorate in hospital, in hospital management. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and he's like, well, good luck. See ya. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) okay. Is that even a thing? I, I mean, maybe I, I would assume you could probably get your doctorate in most like things, but like, I don't know, man, that just feels I feel like having a PhD in hospital administration and running a hospital without ever having any like medical training whatsoever is very like, that's a very American thing. I feel like that that's definitely something <laughs> that happens in hospitals all around this country. Yeah. Where I'm like... Some fuck that went to business school and like running the hospital to get maximum profits. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's, that's what we're led to believe is what he's doing, but that's, you know, not actually the case. You know, it's, it's. No offense to all you fucks out there that went to business school. (laughs) (laughs) You did that shit on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, also goes without saying, uh, you know, uh, thank you, essential workers, uh, for everything you do, our frontline workers. Uh, you yes. know, we we very much appreciate you. Uh, uh, me personally, very much appreciate you. Uh, definitely in 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 the most recent times. So we we appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Uh, we will knock this movie, but this is in no way uh, uh, knocking on uh, those in the medical industry. Um, at all needs to be said uh, shouldn't no. have to be said but we're gonna say it just so you know we appreciate you and this is not a knock on you this is a knock on bad filmmaking and that's right in our wheelhouse <laughs> that is that is our lane we're staying in that lane <laughs> so there there's also uh, you know Caleb you mentioned about the urban legends we get another urban legend of the uh, the intern the the worker uh, doctor who is uh, stripping to pay her way through medical school. <laughs> now, that is an urban legend. Uh, has it happened? Maybe. I mean, Almost like, I'm definitely. sure. I mean, I'm sure somebody did that uh, either to pay for medical school or just for funsies, um, which both are acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. Well, having to do it to pay for school is is uh, not acceptable uh, because no. that's not, you shouldn't have to resort to that, uh, to, to doing anything else to pay for school, um, whether, no matter the work that it is, uh, um, you know, sex work is, is legitimate work. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, yeah, so it's fine that they do that. Uh, but it's just interesting because like everybody ends up going to a strip club and they end up seeing her up there and she's like, Oh no, I'm embarrassed. But then she's not really, it's really weird. And then we have this very awkward moment where, uh, Bonnert, our sort of main character who I guess hasn't really talked up until this moment, even though he's been like monologuing this whole, uh, movie, um, where he goes in and he meets with her in the back and he's like, Oh, it's okay. Like you don't have to be embarrassed. And it's just a really awkward scene. And then in, he in starts taking off his clothes. Oh, yeah. So he takes off her clothes to be like, see, I'll, I'll do that. So you're which, not embarrassed. Like, that would absolutely get you kicked out. Like, don't try to make a point and like be like some weird hero in a strip club by taking off your clothes. Not if you right. want to stay. Uh, right. And, you, you know, like, just if, if that idea pops into your head, just think about road rash. And like all the places you can get it when they physically throw you out. <laughs> yeah. Or think about the video game Road Rash because it's uh, it was a cool Nintendo game. Or think about uh, the Battletoads Rash Zits and Pimple. Yes. And yes. Scene. Fucking Battletoads, dude. So good. You remember Battletoads and uh, what was it? Uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate. Double team? Dragon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember yes. Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate. Such team. a cool fucking thing. Man, I love video games. I spent um, a lot of time thinking about that. <laughs> Still do. Um, yeah, and then like so, so she she takes him like she's instantly turned on by this and and takes him back to his apartment or to her apartment where we find that she has a pole there, and she tells this really messed up story that like should have had more attention to it. She's like, oh yeah, my ex-boyfriend uh, bought me this stripper pole so I could do that in front of him and his friends. And I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and and then they up. broke up and I got to keep the pole. <laughs> like, And the trauma? <laughs> like, that's kind of messed up. Like, this is a very <laughs> messed up story. I do appreciate when she hands him a, a cocktail that she calls an Everpink. And he's like, what is this? She's like, 
pink lemonade and grain alcohol, which by grain alcohol, I'm sure she literally means Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's a Fun drink fact, and a half. The, uh, the agency I used to work for uh, represented uh, Luxco Spirits, uh, who make Everclear, uh, and they're... Uh, you can still find the website. They they did a whole like web campaign of like bougie like artisanal cocktails with Everclear as the base. Hmm. It was actually it was a really like really thoughtful ad campaign. Yeah. It was still fucking Everclear, but it was a really well done <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Interesting. I don't think yeah. I've had Everclear, uh, but I do remember the band Everclear. Oh my goodness. And that directly ties to uh, the fact that we, (laughs) that our uh, marketing manager um, has been um, uh, uh, talking about Eve Six lately a lot. The dude from Eve Six has just been like lighting up Twitter lately. And it's (laughs) It's hilarious. And he'll just message, like, at reply to random people, like famous people, musicians, actors, whatnot. And, Literally just ask them, hey, did you like the Heart in a Blender song? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. I think what my favorite uh, thing was like, uh, dudes in 90s bands, do you wear your wallet chained to the chiropractor or something like that? I, it is just phenomenal. And, like that is just like top tier Twitter content. And people are trying to be like, oh, I think the E6 Twitter account's been been hacked or something. And he's like, people literally think like a 90s band guy can't have fun on Twitter or something yeah, like that. Right. I'm like, <laughs> right. good for you, dude. Horoscope yeah. is fucking bad, like wall-to-wall bangers. Horoscope dude, that, is such a great record. That's a really good I mean, they're they're uh they're two like big albums who I thought were really good. Um too. With, Horoscope's the one with the anime girl on the front, right? Yes. Yeah. I like that one, and I think I like the other one. I think which was Inside Out, wasn't there? That was like the big one. That was the single. That that's the Heart in a Blender song. Um, yeah, but I, think it, I thought the, the album was named been, that. I thought it was self-titled. I'm looking for the discography now. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's self-titled from uh, 1998 Eve Six. Man, um, 1998. Yeah, Inside Out is like how they got famous. Yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, I, I wonder if your brother knows about this, but they did tell the story about the Third Eye Blind thing. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Yes. Fucking great. Where he, he stole a bunch of candy and said that he was the bassist from Third Eye Blind or something <laughs> from a hotel. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm the bass player from Third Eye Blind. I believe that oh, very much. That's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Back to White Coats. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens. They're just really like, they go, f- uh, they start the movie off just being like, oh, we're, you know, we're just young and we're, we're green and we're, you know, we're wet behind the ears, doctors. And then eventually all of a sudden we just working really hard and we're doing, you know, the thing and we're, you know, it's, it's long nights and you work 12, 14 hour shifts, which is true. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden, like for some reason, the three male main characters. Uh, so this is uh, Dodd, um, Bonnet, and um, uh, Thomas. Yeah, Marlin. Uh, all end up uh, having to go down to get some uh, some organs for like a teaching thing they're going to do, and they end up like having an organ fight where they throw the organs at each other, and uh, one gets wayward and slaps uh, um, uh, Doctor Olson 
uh, in the face. Which is hilarious. Right. You see him walk in in the back and you're like, oh, he's he's getting some organs to the face. Oh, yeah. And it happens. Yep. And that's one of the few truly funny moments in the movie because like, ah, it's going to happen. It's going to You know it was happening. Yep. And so it happens, and uh, you know they're they're obviously this is this is a huge deal. Not only is it lost money, lost supplies, but it's insanely unethical. Um, but they're about to be expelled, um, mm-hmm. and you know uh, uh, Bonnard's dad. So we learn that um, Bonnard's uh, mom and dad um, are famous doctors. Uh, uh, mom is a famous gynecologist or OBGYN, and the dad is a something or other, which. I don't know. It was very stupid. And then all of a sudden, Bonnard has like this moment where he now is like, okay. And he's like, sticks up for himself or whatever. And then, but they should be expelled. Like, I don't feel bad for them. Like that was the thing in the movie. It's like this point of contention that all three of them, they're like, what do we, what do you mean we're expelled? We're like, dude, you threw human organs around like you you cost the hospital uh, you cost a failing hospital tons of money and mm-hmm. uh, you did something that's insanely unethical and morally wrong like you should be expelled you should not be doctors you are terrible yeah and then just as like this is about to happen like Bonnard ends up quitting he you know he's like no 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 like his friends were gonna take the blame so he could stay and be a doctor because his dad like bribed him and then. He's like, no, I quit. And he leaves. And just as the three of them are like, oh, my God, I guess we can't be doctors anymore. Um, the 72 car pileup happens and, you know, they're thrust back in to do whatever. And it just I don't know, man, it just didn't make sense. And they all become heroes and like their uh, brush with expulsion uh, is just forgotten and. They get to be doctors. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's really weird. Um, yeah, so uh, this that is White Coats. So should you watch this movie? Mm. No. I'll, I'll be honest with you, no. I, I cannot think of any redeeming factors for this film. Um, if, if the idea of this uh, appeals to you, and if you have not already, go watch uh, Scrubs. It, it's on Hulu. Um, uh, that would be my recommendation. Um, but I cannot recommend this uh, at yeah. all. It's it's not funny. There's a lot of racist and sexist jokes that don't land very well. Um, and you could say, like, if this movie had been made in 1984, maybe you'd be like, well, it was 1984. But, like, this is 2004. And even in Canada, I feel like it should have been... I don't know. I feel like someone should have stepped in and been like, hey, dude, uh... I don't really think uh, you sh- you should do this. <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion. Just um, don't. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I can't recommend this movie. Um, I just I I don't think it has anything. It has nothing to it. Um, Agreed. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, anyways, uh, so that's the episode, um, and uh, that wraps up. Uh, this wraps up November or December. What month are we in? I don't know. This was the last episode of December, which is the yeah. last episode of 2020. Holy cow. And that also puts us very, very close to the end of our third year of making episodes. That is insane. We've been doing this a very long time. We have. We yeah. Have, so we're, we're seeing some shit. So we're coming up on our uh, third year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and we're coming up on our one-year uh, anniversary of Night Shift Radio. Yeah. Coming up on the one-year anniversary of Left of the Dial. That's yeah, in January. Um, Christmas Day, so two days ago, was when we dropped our 52nd episode, so like one full year in the books. That is wild. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and we'll have a few other, uh, I guess, big milestones. But I mean, the three years of doing this, one year of Night Shift Radio, and all that we've accomplished, we're now nine podcasts, well, eight podcasts deep, one on the way, and a lot of other stuff. So This is fucking exciting. It is pretty exciting. Uh, so uh, that being said, hey, uh, thanks a lot for joining us for all this. Um, so next uh, next week, the first episode of the year, um, we are uh, we're we're starting right off the bat with a movie called Nobody Dies, um, which is pretty interesting. We also have another really cool one, which I'm excited to watch, and it might be absolutely terrible. Um, but it's called Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman, uh, <laughs> and I'm very excited for that one. And I think it's going to be good. It's probably going to be terrible, but I'm really excited for it, anyways. It's an amazing um, title. It is amazing. T- that's the only reason why I chose the movie. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. so uh, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. Uh, if mm-hmm. you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And we will see you next time. Yeah, we will. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.